Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everyone. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Spice Chaos, the podcast about planners and all kinds of other stuff. I am sure that you guys remember Caitlin from Creating in Chaos. Hi, and I'm also sure that you know and love my bae, Leanne, from Spice Plans. And over there, you guys, guess what, is Stephanie Fleming. Hi. Hey, Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You're welcome. We're so excited to have you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for coming. My pleasure. All right. So so if you guys don't know who we're talking (laughs) to right now, um, I don't know how you couldn't, but this is Stephanie Fleming, who is the visionary, I would say, behind the Happy Planner and works with the Happy Planner in so many cool roles. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about what you're doing with the Happy Planner and kind of your history there? Um, Yeah, I would love to. (laughs) Um, I'm um, well, right now, my official title is Happiness Ambassador, like co-founder and happiness ambassador, which I thought really is like the coolest title ever. I actually got to make it up myself, but um, I I started the company 21 years ago with my mom. So that gives me that uh, qualification for co-founder. And I operated as a VP of marketing for a long time. And, and to be honest, I mean, I'm a creative entrepreneur. I'm a really um, a creative person and I love starting new things and I love creating the products. I work with my sister, but as the company grew, that, you know, the, the titles became something that were like a VP of marketing. No, that's not really what I do. And, um, one of the things, so we started back as a scrapbooking company. Um, gosh, like I said, 21 years ago. And in 2015, we created a product line called the happy planner and, um, which basically Mm -hmm. changed my life (laughs) Um, (laughs) as this platform for spreading positivity and creativity, um, in the planner community and elsewhere. And that has where has led me today to become actually just the company's spokesperson and doing what I love, which is, promoting positivity and encouraging people to go out there and um, really just take control of their lives and decide what happiness means to them and go out there and and actually make a plan and make it happen. So um, that's kind of where I sit today. And, um, and I'm loving it. That is awesome. I love that. I love the happiness ambassador. I think that's the Isn't coolest that cool? job title ever. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. I'm so jealous. I know. I I told Heather when we had her on, that she and Caitlin together combined had like my favorite jobs. And then when you started telling people that you were the happiness ambassador, I was like, wait a minute, maybe that's my favorite job. I don't, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. And you got to kind of make up your own title and everything. Yeah. So that's just, Oh, Oh my gosh. That's just so, that's so cool. It is. And, you know what? We actually brought on some uh, new partners and we kind of joined forces with um, a group of investors. And one of the things we wanted to do was I wanted to be able to 
come out of the executive role because although I know I'm a really smart person <laughs> and um, we all are, we can all figure these things out. That's not my passion. My passion was our product. It was the message. It was the, you know, the message of our brand. And so I could sit behind, you know, at my very executive desk behind my computer and have this really fancy title and just not be happy. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is our product. I want to be doing what really just kind of sets my soul on fire. And what that is, is connecting with our customers. And so when they're like, okay, so what do you, you know, what do you want your title to be? And I basically replaced myself. We hired a chief marketing officer and she gets to do all that executive stuff. And I get to go out and basically preach the happy gospel. So oh, <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> I know every time I touch a product that is not happy planner, Caitlin is like, <laughs> Okay, so the Happy Planner missionaries are going to come to your house. Because I am also out here preaching the Happy Planner gospel. <laughs> yes, because you are actually connecting with two Happy Planner customers right now. So, um, but you know, but you already know that we're planner girls, planner babes, planner yes. babes, hashtag planner babes, planner babes. So, um, and on the last episode of this show, I actually said to Caitlin. I love all planners. Yeah. Like, I just think that, I, and it's funny because I can think back to when I was a very small child, loving them even when I was little, like to have a calendar, I always wanted to have a planner of some kind. So Did now you that, yes, I've always wanted to own a, a planner or a calendar or when it was a new school year, I wanted to get a new planner. So now that oh, yeah. this, this gets to be my life, I, I, I make that joke about everybody having my dream job, but this is my dream. It's like, I get to yeah. talk to people about planners. Yep. And <laughs> I had a sticker collection as a kid, like no joke. Yes. A collection. And my mom used to be like I'm gonna throw that away one day because they were just all in a box completely disorganized and Before. I was like yeah. I know oh I was my- like don't you dare throw away my stickers no, <laughs> yeah there, there were times that my mom did throw away stickers I can oh, remember no. <laughs> yeah there were stickers that got thrown away and um yeah because there was actually oh my gosh if you put the two together so there were stickers that came in the back of a calendar yeah. how yeah, funny is were. this yes. Yes. Okay. So yep. I got the Babysitters Club wall calendar. Do you yes. guys have the Babysitters Club? I have that um, calendar too. I'm yes. too old. I know what it is, but yeah, for my little sister. Dang it. Okay. So <laughs> the Babysitters Club, I was obsessed. I read every single one and I had the wall calendar for my room and they had all of these beautiful stickers in the back that I would not let myself use. I'd never let myself <laughs> use these stickers. So... <laughs> I know. And see, now I'm like an advocate for use your stickers. Like I, and I mean, you can ask Caitlin when I'm trying to make new spreads or trying to learn a new layout, I'll just sticker up anything. (laughs) (laughs) Even if I'm never going to use the spread or never use the layout, like just the act of stickering now is very therapeutic, but I would not use these stickers. And she threw that calendar away. (gasps) Oh, mom. I know she, well, she was cleaning out my room and she thought she was doing me a favor because my room needed to be cleaned out. And it wasn't that year anymore. Like it was a new year. So that calendar was over. And I was like, first you threw away a calendar. (laughs) Does she not know? And second, you threw away all of these stickers, like all these, just, oh my gosh. Like, she's like, I'm sorry. I will never touch your stuff again. And I was like, Mama Spice, what are you doing over there? I know, I know. She, she was very sorry. And I do think that I actually cried. 
Um, That's so yeah. mean. Like you do, I would cry too. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think that that is kind of, that was the catalyst for like my sticker hoarding situation. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I'll so, tell you something that when I was, when I was little, um, there was a teacher supply store that was near our house and I loved stickers too. From the time I was young, I collected them and like probably the cheesiest way ever and non-safe. It's like back in the day, I'm, you know, I'm 48. So like it was quite a while ago, but it was like, we had those photo albums that had the little clear thing that you ripped up off that like sticky back. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. So I would put my stickers in there, I would, you know, collect them at school or whatever. And my reward from my mom was like, if I was good or got good grades, she'd take me to that teaching supply store. And I didn't, I didn't want candy or ice cream or anything like that. I wanted stickers like from the time they were like the puffy stickers and the googly eyed ones and the Mm -hmm. scratch and sniff and hello kitty and all that. Mm -hmm. And, um, when I was like, I like to think that I was like a nice child, Um, and I was, but I found like several years ago, I found this like creative writing story that I actually turned in for, um, to school. I'm surprised like my counselors at school weren't like this child is troubled because I wrote this story (laughs) about how this child, I must've like not gotten to go to this teaching supply store to get the stickers. And I was mad at my mom. And so I wrote this story about this fictional girl whose mom wouldn't take her to the store to get stickers. And I got to find it and read it one day. Um, and it was basically like, it was so mad. It was so bad. It was like this mom didn't understand. And so the girl went to bed at night and prayed that, um, her mom would basically like see the light, but like prayed to have her mom's like, you know, arms taken off and things. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like, what so kind dark. of a troubled child does that? And then at the end of the whole story was basically like, and then the mom took her and bought the whole store. And now, so she had this sticker store and mom got all of her limbs back and stuff. And I'm like reading this going like, oh my God, what was wrong with me? Right. And I thought, oh my God, that's where my, you know, crazy love of stickers, like, you know, started, I thought it was just, I, I mean, I never remembered that. All I remembered was like this old cheesy photo album full of stickers that I would never trade because I also wanted to hoard them. And then I find this little, you know, story. I'm going to do it. And one day I'll, I'll read it on like Instagram or something and people will go, Oh, I thought she was nice. <laughs> <laughs> nope. She was a troubled nope. child. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a creative writing teacher, so you need to send that to me oh. and I'll edit it up for you and like fix all your mistakes. And oh, yeah, t- yeah, we can we can turn it into like a real adult story. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. You would I'm sure you'd be like, going, wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So let's talk about Halloween and the weekend and everybody's week. So Ooh. did everybody has everybody had a good week? And, and you know, we're getting kind of it's getting kind of late now in the week. So um, <laughs> it is like. Yeah, Stephanie, what have you done all week? Um, We had, well, we, it was really interesting because we had our Halloween party at the office on, what was Halloween yesterday? So we had it on Wednesday. So we had it on the 30th so that there was a lot of people that were in the office that wouldn't be there on Halloween. And so we wanted everybody to kind of join in and have fun. It was like a team building day. We do them, um, I think every quarter, every couple months. And um, so I was thinking about, I was, I was actually, I dressed up as, a pumpkin cream cold brew oh, because I, oh my gosh I've been <laughs> obsessed so I did my little DIY um costume and then yesterday 
we were just at home and my husband and I were like, yeah, you know, I don't know, maybe my daughter Kayla and I um worked from home yesterday and we didn't dress up and we got one trick or treater. One. Oh my goodness. Well, oh, and then you know what that means is that I have an entire bowl full of candy right? at my house. And I'm like, we got to get that out of here. I can't see that because it's all, we didn't buy the stuff I don't want to eat. We bought all the stuff that, that Snickers and, you know, oh my God, it's, I got to get it out of here. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but one, one trick or treater. So that just, you know, that kind of, we haven't had too much else. It was work the beginning of the week and I can't believe it's already Friday. What about you guys had busy weeks? Yes, I have had a very busy week. And last night was trick or treating for my kiddos. So my 11 year old daughter, Delilah was um, L or 11 from Stranger Things. If you guys watch that show. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. And my four year old son was a dinosaur with a glowing tail so that I could see him like running (laughs) around dark. It was Good job, big. mom. I know. One of my friends was like, that is a genius costume. And I was like, I'm not a rookie. I've been here before. <laughs> so we did that last night. And our friends. They friend, were so cute, Caitlin. Oh my <laughs> God. Your pictures are so good. They were perfect. And Delilah just cut her hair like super short. So it looked just like Eleven's hair from oh. the, from season one. It looked great. She, <laughs> I love that costume. So cute. yeah, we did that. I've had so many staff meetings at work and all kinds of stuff are going through a big transition and changing platforms and stuff. So we're kind of working in like two worlds right now. So life at work has been really crazy. Um, I'm trying to get back into like social media stuff. So I'm really just trying to get back on track and I'm super excited for next week, but we'll talk about why I'm excited for next week a little bit later. Cool. Yeah, we yeah, I know why you're excited and we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. I'm sure that Stephanie has some idea. I'm sure she does. Um it probably has something to do with Stephanie. It does, exactly. Uh, yeah. Has, <laughs> yeah, so well, um in my week, gosh, I woke up this morning and was like, how can it be Friday? Ugh. Right? You know, and just listeners who are listening to this on a Monday morning and they're like, wait a minute, it's it's Monday for us. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, yes, we don't record this on Monday. Sorry, I can't get it edited in time for you guys to listen to it on Mondays. So, um, yeah, we have to record a little early. But right. anyway, it is Friday for us right now. And um, this week has just been one of those weeks where I blinked and it was over. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it has Same. rained all week. It's been one of those weeks where it has rained and rained. And it's just, you know, you start to feel like if it rains one more day, then I'm just going to have to go to go to bed, like just call into work and go to bed because um, and I realized that I need a new pair of boots. And Caitlin makes fun of my boots because <laughs> I have been wearing them since September. And when it was like 90 degrees still. Hey, I did not care. It's fall, y'all. That has been me, okay? It's fall, y'all. It's fall, y'all. Like, I've been saying that since September 1st. I was so ready for boot season. So these are last year's boots, and I didn't buy new ones for this year. And they have so many holes in the bottom of them. Right. I'm with you. Yeah, my feet have, yes, they are so old now. Like, I think I've been wearing these, and they're nice boots, so don't get me wrong. It's not (laughs) like I'm out here, like, in some cheapo (laughs) boots, but when you've worn them for two winters, like, eventually everything, even nice things, start to wear out. So um, I didn't realize that they were, 
this worn out until it rained and they're not waterproof anymore. So mm-hmm. my feet have been wet for like two days. Oh no. Oh <laughs> my God. See, we never even get a chance to wear boots out. Like I have boots. They're old because they get dusty, but like, you know, I mean, there's like when you're saying rain, I know it sounds so bad, but I just want to go, Oh my God, that's so cool. Because no. we rarely get it. And I, I just told somebody like, I love fall and I love cold weather. And they're like, yes, you live in Southern California. You don't even <laughs> know what cold weather is. I know. I've had people sending me pictures on Instagram of how they got snow on Halloween and you know yeah. how the, the, like their Halloween was like, oops, Halloween thought it was Christmas this year and like all this stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, the weather has been nuts all over the country. And then you guys in, you know, what is it? Southern California. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's probably beautiful there all the it time. Is. It, I mean, <laughs> it is. And it's, it is really nice. Like we can, it's almost one of those things where you're like, you can't, you know, complain about it to anybody because it's beautiful. We'll find ourselves walking like on the beach, like in January going like, wow, like feet in the water walking on the beach. And then, but at the same time you're going like, okay, it's Christmas time. I'm sweating. I can't, you know, (laughs) it's beautiful and it's not, you know, but, um, but you do kind of miss the changing of the seasons. And I think that's why like I falls my favorite season, but it's like, California falls basically starts in like December. <laughs> yeah, that's when it's yeah. actually late November is when it starts to get like kind of cooler and you feel like, Ooh, I could wear a sweater and not be sweating. <laughs> we'll right. just come a little bit North up to Portland, up to Oregon, and you will have all the rain and seasons oh, I love your it. Heart handle. <laughs> I love it. I lo- I've always, you know, I remember saying that I feel like I could live in Seattle or the Pacific Northwest because mm-hmm. of that weather. And I don't know if that's just because we don't get it. And once I would get in, I'd be like, Ooh, I need the sun. Oh, I'm just yeah, not I sure. I love the rain. I always tell people if you're up, cause I'm a Portland native, a lot of folks move up here to Portland. Yeah. Um, but I always tell people I've got like rain in my veins. I love the rain. It doesn't make me depressed. I actually get like bummed out in the summer when it's like too hot. Yeah. I don't do <laughs> I heat it. well. And you go just an hour like north of Portland and there's a mountain. We've got the beach close by. I kind of feel like we've got it all. That's perfect. And see, I feel like that in North Carolina too, because we have the mountains and the beach here too. So, mm-hmm. you know, oh. it's good. And it's good to love where you live. And, you yeah. know, I, the seasons here we get all four seasons here, but the spring and the fall are very short. It's it's like we get fall for maybe three weeks and then it turns really cold. Wow. Yeah. So that's why I decided that this year I was going to wear my boots. I did not care if it was 90 <laughs> degrees outside, but I was going to pretend that it was fall from the moment that it turned September. And I started fall spreads in my planner the first week of September. And I was just, I have embraced fall since the first day, but these boots have got to go because (laughs) I sat, yeah, I sat at my desk yesterday and was so self-conscious because they, I'd been walking in the rain in them and they smelled so bad. Like I just, it's just, so today I wore a different pair of boots. I wore a pair that I hadn't worn yet this year or really ever. I think that I'd never been brave enough to wear them. They're like a little pair of combat boots. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, I know. They were cute, but I just, I don't think I'd ever been brave enough to put them on. But after sitting at my desk yesterday and feeling self-conscious, I was trying to help a kid yesterday writing a paper. And I actually apologized to him. <laughs> oh, no. 
I was like, I'm sorry, the rain has my shoes. And he was like, I can't smell it, Miss Spicer. I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, well, I can. And he was like, well, you're the only one that can. No one, you don't smell. You don't smell like anything. You don't have a smell. And I was like, okay, well, thank thank you. (laughs) So, you know, like, I don't know why I felt like I could, but all day long, I was like, oh, this is so awful. So, yeah, the rain has, it's just been one of those weeks where, but today it is beautiful beautiful outside and I'm sitting in my because I rushed home I was gonna try to do this recording today in my car oh wow yeah I was gonna sit in my car and then I was like Caitlin if I could just have like five extra minutes then I would make it home and I could sit by my beautiful window and just do this oh my god it could not have been better timing because I was seriously legitimately sitting in this room going what is actually happening? Like blowers and I mean deliveries and like muscle cars. I'm like, is this like what is happening in my neighborhood? And I was thinking, okay, I've got like five minutes. Can I take this whole thing and literally go sit in a closet? And I just waited and then I got I got Caitlin's message. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. This works out just the way it needs to be. So Right. Yeah. And now it's quiet, pretty quiet. <laughs> All the noise looking out for us. Yeah, I know. And then of course I'm sitting there at the stoplight. I can almost see my neighborhood and there's this huge funeral procession. <laughs> like a crazy funeral procession. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There were people like hanging out the windows, like pointing oh. like their fingers, like guns and the cops were, Oh, oh my gosh, it was scary. And I was like, Caitlin, I don't know if I'm going to get home. I don't know if they're going to start shooting. I don't know what's about to happen. Oh, <laughs> no. Just, yeah, I was just, and it's funny because right before we had Heather Kell on as a guest, I had to clean dog poop out of the crate. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, not yeah, just dog like, poop. <laughs> yes. It, well, it was like, it wasn't just like poop. I mean, this was like a, yeah, the visual that I've given Caitlin more than once. Like she just put her butt up against the crate and just sprayed out the back. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a very humbling experience because I did spend the whole day like I'm talking to Heather Kell today on my (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Yeah. And then I got home and I was like elbow deep in this dog mat. Like it was just, oh, (laughs) so today I I rushed home and I'm I'm talking to Caitlin and I'm like letting the dogs out real fast. And I was like, if there's poop in the crate, then my husband is cleaning it up because I am not doing this before this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm just not doing it again. Like I just can't. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So yes, all of the podcast stars have to align like just right. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Every time we have a guest. A yeah. It's just, we, and we have a lot of guests. Like that's, that's kind of our thing. We love having guest hosts. Yeah. So. Talking to new folks and everything. Yeah. It's awesome. Everything. Yeah. So well, well anyway. you, just got a, you just got this really interesting pre podcast warm up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Cleaning up poop. That's what I do before I podcast. That's my thing. <laughs> and then, well, you know, you have, you have kind of a zoo over there. You have a lot of critters. Well, I do. We do like to buy animals here. It's kind of our thing. But um, I, my, you know, it all, it all came back on me the other day, though, because my daughter said, you know, mom, you are the cool mom. Oh, because oh, you that's let us, nice. I know she said, because you let us have animals and stuff like you've <laughs> let us buy pets and things like that. And a lot of other oh. kids don't get to have the pets and things. Oh, that's and awesome. I was just like, oh, so now I'm the cool mom. And now she's six. So I have what? <laughs> like maybe five more years of this where she thinks that I'm 
cool. That sounds that sounds about accurate. Yeah, that about, sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, this eleven twelve situation that we've got going yeah. on over here. Ooh, there's oh, a lot of enjoy feelings. that. Yeah, there's a lot of feelings <laughs> happening at our house. Yeah. I will I will tell you that it it comes back around. You know, those like preteen teenage years are like, oh my gosh, who are you? And also they think that, you know, you're the dumbest thing on the planet. Like, you know, nothing. I've never been a teenager before. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and then they're your best friend. Like my daughter is like my best friend. So it does come around. There's, there's hope at the other, at the other end. We, We wanted to talk to you about, we think it's so interesting that we, all three of us have a boy and a girl, right? Oh Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's the order? My daughter is my oldest and my son is my youngest. And what's the age difference? My daughter, uh, they're eight years apart. So 12 and four. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. We have a big spread. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes I can't believe it. I mean, eight years. Did did Delilah help you with your son when he was born? That was the idea, but (laughs) not so much because part of me felt like I didn't necessarily want to put like all the mom stuff on her because she's still a little kid. Um, And now they just bicker like any other kids. But yeah, they they're just they're just siblings. They're close. Sometimes they're um, fighting most of the time. <laughs> God, I bet she hates it having a four year old brother. I bet well, that is hard. So sh- they actually share a room. They have bunk beds and she has the option to move downstairs where there's like potential to have her own bathroom and like her own space. And she doesn't want to, she wants to stay in the bunk bedroom with him really? because she likes having his company. Oh, yeah. Nice. That so they do, nice. <laughs> they do love each other sometimes. <laughs> so you're doing something right over there. That's Fingers good. Crossed. Fingers crossed. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> sweet. That, I didn't know that. That's really sweet. That just warms my heart. I know. Isn't it sweet? And she does call him, like, especially when he was first born, she used to call him her baby. Oh, yeah. you know what? I'm 10 years older than my sister and 11 years. Oh, I have a lot. Of, we have kind of like a mixed family. I've got halves and steps and, you know, mm-hmm. you name it. But, but all the ones that I lived with, um, I had a half brother and half sister who were 10 years and 11 years younger than I am. And um, that's my sister, Lauren, who runs product development. And my brother, Andy, who um, does our sourcing all of our sourcing Mm -hmm. um, for the product. And, but they were like my babies. Like I took, I was got to take off school when they, when we brought them home from the hospital and Mm -hmm. I had, I was definitely had more of a mothering relationship with them growing up, but Mm -hmm. now, and then there was a time when it was like, I'm an adult and you're a kid. Right. Um, And then you become like adults together and my sister and I are super close and you know, my brother and I are too. So, um, but they were like your little babies. You just yeah. kind of, you know. She totally calls him her baby. And I think yeah. it's so sweet. Although he's he's a menace. Harrison has so <laughs> much menace. energy. He is all over the place. And he's a very physical type of boy. So she's just like, I can't sometimes like, <laughs> get out of here. My boy was born first. Yep. Um, yeah. He is two and a half years, almost to the day, older than my daughter. Wow. Wow, and um, yeah, and I'm glad that they're close together in age because they do play together a lot. They really do. Yeah. And they're at the same school now, which is awesome. They know the same people and, you know, they do okay as far as their fighting. There are times <laughs> that I make them just be quiet, you know, like I'll just say, oh, yeah. okay, if you speak <laughs> play again, quiet game. yes, and, <laughs> no, you can't call it a game because if they, if they play a game together, then they will, they, they will the competitiveness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, and we've talked about this on the show before, and I've actually, Caitlin, gotten DMs from people who believe the same. Mm-hmm. I was very stressed out during my pregnancy with my daughter because we had lost a baby between my son and my daughter. 
So my pregnancy with her was very, very stressful for me. And I was fearful the whole time that we were going to lose the pregnancy. And now she's a very angry person. Oh, no. (laughs) Yes. And my my son, who was like the perfect angel baby, (laughs) he he still he will say to me all the time, why is she so mad? God, why is she so mad? She's so mad all the time. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Just like so I know, but see, she's gonna grow up and be, you know, an activist of some kind. Like right, she's we call gonna her have leadership skills. <laughs> yes, she's gonna be passionate, and she's gonna be, you know, she's gonna have all of these skills that if I can survive her as a child, <laughs> then you know she's gonna be an awesome grown up. So I'm trying not to squash these things in her. You know I'm what? trying. Yeah, doing like that. I mean, I think you're on the right path because my let's see. So my son was born first and there's a three year age difference between he and my daughter. Mm -hmm. And he was he was a tough like baby. I think he had some sort of like food intolerance that we weren't able to figure out. So he was kind of a colicky, fussy baby. Mm -hmm. But then he was like, I thought I was the best mother ever. First of all, I was like 19 years old, so that could not have possibly been that true. Um, I mean, I <laughs> loved my my love my kid, but um, I was like, I mean, people who have kids that misbehave, they're doing something wrong because it's really easy. Well, it turns out he was just a really good kid. Yeah. Three years later, my daughter was born and she was a really good baby. And then all of a sudden she got this little personality and I'm like thinking, <laughs> Who are you? You are the sassiest little thing. And she just pushed every button. And I swear to you, I don't know if you've ever heard of the book, um, The Strong-Willed Child. Yes, I have. My mom bought me three copies of it, three different (laughs) times. And she's like, you might need to read this. I'm like, you, I have two other copies. You already gave me this book. Stop buying me this. (laughs) Yeah. And so, but it's so, but it was so true because she was just, she had some anxieties as a kid that again, you know, being a really young mom, I didn't know. Um, I didn't know she was an anxious kid. I thought she was just at the nurse and I thought she was just being dramatic. And, you know, so looking back, I think, oh my gosh, she was so strong-willed. She was so determined. And I remember my mom, in addition to the three books, telling me, if you just help shape her will, you know, and, and because you, to be able to have a daughter who is that strong is a really cool thing in the world. And, you know, if you can survive her childhood in the teenage years, she's <laughs> going to be great. And, um, and it wasn't easy for sure, but she is like so determined. She has learned, she had to learn things the hard way. That's just how she did things. Um, and now she is, I, I worry the least about her because she'll figure it out. You know, I don't worry about the world beating her up. I don't worry about people taking advantage of her. Um, and, I think that especially with the little girl, um, it's just, I don't know. I was just like, I looked at her and she was so different than me because I was totally a people pleaser and I just wanted everybody to like me and they did, but I just never, it was like, oh my God, the worst thing in the world was somebody not liking me. And, you know, Kayla was like, don't care. You know, I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm going to be mm-hmm. who I'm going to be. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Shaping the will is like, I mean, it really does. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you don't want to squash it. You don't want it to be like, you know what, get back in this box. This yep. is, you know, get back in this box. She, she's got something and that like determination will get her far. Yeah. Yes. Delilah is the same way. Like I am exactly that same way that I hate conflict. I love yeah. it when everything is peaceful and like, mm-hmm. I love to please everybody. And I'm just like, okay, I'll just sit back here and maybe be a little bit of a doormat. But 
Delilah is like, don't care. I'm going to cut my hair short and dye it blue this year at a brand new school. And I don't care what anybody thinks about me. Her. (laughs) Yep, exactly. And she's like this very tall girl. And, you know, in middle school, kids are cruel. And so she's had some worst. uh, She's had some encounters with some girls and she just uses like, well, you know what? I like me and I'm sorry that you don't. I'm like, girl, you're a rock star. She needs to like you when I grow up. (laughs) She needs to like teach workshops. I mean, honestly, I don't think I learned that until I was like 40. No right? joke. Exactly. I mean, that's like such a cool thing too. I mean, one of the, one of the reasons why I'm so like, I guess I'm so passionate about teaching people to learn to love themselves and decide what works for you and what makes you happy is because I didn't learn that till I was like 40. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm like, okay, great. I still have a long life, I hope. And I can, you know, be such a happy person, but I did not have that. I was like, what does the world expect of me? They expect me to be this little perky, blonde, good student, like never, you know, just kind of a going right along and following all the rules. And so that was exactly what I did. I never took a chance. Um, I never did anything that might, you know, create some, make somebody upset. And so you just are fearful. Mm -hmm. So for her to be in that spot, like at, especially in junior high, wow, good for her. That's amazing. She's a little rock star. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And see, that's what I'm hoping for Hannah. I am really hoping that I am able to, well, I mean, first of all, anytime she is told no, she is devastated. I mean, (laughs) I mean, she just, and she shows it, you know what I mean? She's very, she, she doesn't do well with, no, you can't do this or, and I am having to, it's obviously easier for me to give into those things. But as a mom, I have to, okay, well, you can cry and you can, you know, be, be mad. You can be mad because you're always mad, but I, I have (laughs) to, but I have to just ignore you and just push you, you know, you know what I mean? Like, because it is easier as a mom to say, okay, we'll just, for instance, one of the things that Caitlin and I were talking about just today Mm-hmm. Is that our craft rooms? Oh, I swear. Yes. Okay. And we call them our craft rooms, but couldn't we be honest? Yes. Our happy planner rooms. <laughs> yes. The rooms where we house our many, many, many planners, stickers, and discs. Oh my That's, gosh. That's the it room. Is crazy in mine right now. <laughs> yes. Mine. Mine looks a fright all the time. Yep. Um, but Mine there's too. no, there's no, <laughs> there's no reason for a child to want to be in there. I mean, there, right. there really isn't. And you say, well, there's stickers in there, but they're not the kind of stickers that children want. Okay. No. There's no, no, I mean, a, no. occasionally there'll be a unicorn and I right. do let, and I do let Hannah have the unicorns and I don't, I'm not one to put a lot of unicorns in my planner. That's not really my planning style. So <laughs> occasionally when there's some whimsy, I will let her have the whimsy and she gets excited. But <laughs> my children have decided that that room is a shared space. And it's not. And I've had to like the other night I said, because now that I am down to, and we will address this listeners in just a few moments. Now that I have um, just spiced chaos and I don't, and I'm not doing hello happy. Um, now that I am just doing this one podcast, I am throwing myself into my YouTube channel mm-hmm. and I am loving it. I'm having a great time making videos and planning and my planner on camera and talking and I'm just, I'm enjoying it. And 
I mean, you can ask Caitlin, I'm constantly texting her like, I just made another video and it was so much fun. And, um, but they I are good. Know. I love all of your videos. Well, I don't know if maybe the podcast world has helped me kind of find some confidence or some um, uh, maybe some comfort. There's maybe a com- more comfort level there because when I first started doing that, I was very nervous. But now that I've oh, talked yeah. so much to, to strangers – Right. <laughs> um, I feel I feel friends. different. Yes. So I feel different about it. So I know now they're now everyone that listens to me is my friend. So oh, that's totally yeah. how it goes, though. Like you should again, I've I said this when we were talking to Heather, but go back and look at some of my old videos on my YouTube channel. I wasn't always this like bright, bubbly personality. I like couldn't look at the camera. And, like It was kind of a mess. <laughs> so well, you do come out of your shell. Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm kind of finding my rhythm. And I, I think I've made like four videos and one week already and I can't oh my make gosh. yeah I know like I'm really I'm finding the energy and it's just great and um and I'm also not depressed which I yeah. have I mean I had been for so long and um I'm kind of you know definitely on the road to recovery and I'm I'm feeling good so when I said to Hannah the other day she's sitting in the craft room and I was like baby I really need to use this room to make a video <laughs> and she just, she just, it would be so much easier for me to just say, okay, well, if you can be really quiet, then you can stay in here. Uh-uh, they can't do but it. But <laughs> she has to go because she can't be quiet. She exactly. can't. No, she can't. just can't do it. And as you know, and it's just, I have to remember that it's my room. It really mm-hmm. is. It is yeah. my room. And you know, she just, she has her own room. <laughs> probably multiple spaces yes. in your house she or she could go downstairs with her dad exactly. who is who would love to spend time with her yeah you know so it's just I don't I don't know it's just I'm I'm learning how and you know it's it's weird that we're just talking about our daughters which kind of covers the question that we were going <laughs> to talk about because one of the things that that we thought would be fun would be to talk about is it easier to raise boys or girls Ugh. I think it's just different because like Delilah is this strong-willed human but like I said Harrison's kind of a maniac but he's also like super snuggly when he wants to be and then Delilah and I can like have big girl talks so right it's just different like Harrison needs more outside time and he doesn't really play with toys and Delilah, you know, does her own thing. So I think it's just different. I think that like personality wise, like sometimes, you know, like the, I feel like a boy, cause I have three grandsons and so they're, and they're all, their personalities are so different. Mm-hmm. But what I'll say about like, about raising boys and my son in particular is like, boys don't do a whole lot of the petty stuff that girls do to each other. And so so like the girl's personalities might be, you know, you might have a girl who's a little more chill than, you know, than a little boy who might be a little handful. But when it comes to like the interaction and the dynamics between girls um, in their social circles and having to deal with your daughter, like I had like somebody called my daughter, like, oh my gosh, so many names in school and she'd come home crying and somebody said, I looked like this or that. And, you know, I'm thinking, this is your friend. Like, why on earth would you do this? So that, and my son would be like, oh, you know, he was mad at so-and-so. And and when we'd ask, hey, are you and how are you and Scott doing? Oh, we're totally fine. Like the next day, it's like, no problem. (laughs) And my daughter would be like her best friend. She and her best friend, like basically were like these like mean little enemies to each other for like their whole time growing up with their best friends. I'm like, I don't get this. Like, I don't understand this. So that, that part to me meant like, the boys, it's like if you can keep up with them and if you can keep their clothes clean and have them, you know, like all that kind of stuff and just like going out. My little ones are into my little ones. The grandsons are so into like 
what do you want to do? I want to play baseball. I want to play baseball in the house. I want to do it all day long, 24 seven. I want to be Mike Trout. And like, that's what we do all the time. Can I go in the pool? Can we play baseball? And, you know, um, so if I can keep up with them, then, then I'm good. But, and then if they get in a fight, say, Hey, this, you know, no problem. But the girls, man, they can be so mean. And it carries on into adulthood mm-hmm. where like, oh, I don't yeah. know, I know I'm getting into a different topic, but it's just like that again, I think is something that, you know, we as women need to just be mindful of. It's like, you know, we are here to be, when we support each other, we are so powerful together and, but we can really tear each other down and it just gets so toxic. And so to me, I'm like, I would raise like a gaggle of boys before <laughs> I would like raise a whole bunch of girls. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. And like just being in a community that is very like female based, I mean, we've got our planner bros too, but, um, yeah. <laughs> but we are a large group of women mostly and it yeah. does it definitely gets some toxic energy sometimes um and you know there is that hashtag babe support babes out there yeah. but sometimes I feel like people are supporting you like up front but then yeah. even behind your back like that's the girl crap that you gotta like think about and it's just oh it's gross sometimes it's it is gross is like the right word it's so I have you guys done do you know your Enneagram type no, but I oh, wish I did. And people are always, people oh are always my gosh. talking about that. I don't know too much about it. You know, I mean, I've, I'm kind of like a seeker of everything. I love to know about everything. Um, and I, I, because so I'm just listening to Caitlin. I bet you you're a nine. Um, <laughs> I'm I, I feel like you're like me. It's the peacemaker. And so, um, oh, she so is for sure. Oh my gosh. That's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh my God. But you could also, there's a, there's other ones too. And I don't need to go on that tangent, but, um, but for me looking at like being in this business where all of a sudden we're, you know, there's a ton of women and at the beginning you're, everyone's very supportive. And then all of a sudden something happens and you turn around, you're like going, Oh my God, I feel like they're coming after me was so hard for me to take because what I love about what I do for a living and what I love about the planner community in just in general is how we can all support each other. And I go through my life, you know, really trying to do the best that I can and um, with good intentions and, and running my business, business ethically and um, really like trying to stay above board and, and just do the right thing. And then some, you see somebody like making a comment that they think they know everything mm-hmm. about your business or about a decision that had to be made. And, you know, and I'm thinking, oh my God, I can't, look at this anymore because right. you know it just I would just absorb it all and because the constructive criticism like no problem I am a big girl I'm a business person I understand how that works but it just seems like between some social media and then and then sometimes with a group of women um, it can go sour really quickly and so sometimes I have to detach from the social because you know sometimes all the the love that you get is great but then, you know, I remember telling my son when he was he was a an a student athlete and he got recruited a lot and a lot of people wrote a lot of things about him and um and I remember telling him one time like you need to be really careful, don't 
believe all your good press and don't believe all your bad press. You just have to do your own thing because you can't believe when someone says like, basically you're the second coming and be like, you know what? You're right. I am. I'm so good. (laughs) You know, you can't buy into that and think you have to go, you know, go forward with some humility. And, um, but then, you know, at the other end of it, you can't believe when people say that you're the worst thing ever and you'll never amount to anything. Don't believe that either. So, um, that whole thing with like, you know, women coming together on social media, it's like, it can be so great, but I feel like we need to kind of work through and sift through to see who are your actual friends, even on social media, but like who really has your back and, Mm -hmm. and what things really inspire you and who, those are the voices you listen to. Everything else needs to be drowned out because, um, you know, they can, women can just be either your biggest supporter, your best friend, the person that'll be there for you or someone who could tear you down like real bad. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just, it's, it maybe it's a little more challenging in, um, you know, on social media to find out like, who is that? Is this person really for me? Is this person really supportive or not? And, um, and then social media can be such a powerful thing. It really can. It can put you in, you know, in touch with people that live across the country that you never have actually met in person and they really are your friends. So, Man, you know, women can be the best thing ever, but, you know, we need to check ourselves sometimes. Yeah, Yeah. I really I'm hard on myself, too, because I guess I'm a little bit naive and I want to think that everybody has like these great intentions and then someone will like do a complete 180 and then completely, you know, do exactly what you said and just like tear me down when they were kind like a week ago. Yeah. Um, And then I'm like, oh, how did I not see that? And then I kind of beat myself up about it. So I think that that's really great advice to work on, like who really is for you and who really is going to not only be like that support, but also like check you a little bit and bring you back down to earth. Yeah. In a kind way, you know, I think that the people that can challenge us, but really like, you know, if like, if I have a friend who like I look at and I see something and I'm questioning, you know, first of all, I'm going to give that person the benefit of the doubt. Like, you know, like, Hey, I know that this is, she's a good person. And mm-hmm. so then you'd have like a loving talk, you know, that is, Hey, I just, I don't know if you know that it kind of came off this way and you know, I'm mm-hmm. your friend and I, but it's not coming like from this place of judgment and like, I, and then talking behind your back and gossiping. And yes. so, yeah, you've got to find those people because I mean, we have to learn I think I always say like, I have to call my own. I'm the the first one that can call myself out on my own BS, you know, like <laughs> yeah. I'm the first one to know if I'm making an excuse and I have to know myself and have enough self-awareness to know that, you know, Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I could not possibly go out walking. No, I just don't want to, you know, it's <laughs> yeah, like, yes, like a, yes, you know, yes. um, mm-hmm. or if I have a friend, my sister does this for me. My sister is like the best one for it where I'd be like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I can, I can go on that hike. I have this. She goes, it's like eight o'clock in the morning. You'll be, you know, you can do it. Like it's, we'll be back by 11. Okay. That's <laughs> fine. You know, she, she'll call it, she'll call me out, but she'd also be the one she's given me the best advice I've ever received, which is, um, basically, you know, you've got to, if you're not part of the problem, you're part of this. If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. You know, I right. went through a, pretty tough divorce. And, um, before I actually made the decision to leave, I complained a lot about the situation that I was in and that I kept staying in and kept going back to. And I would complain to my sister. And finally she just looked at me and said, like, I, you know, I don't know why you're still complaining about this because yes, he's doing these things, but you keep going back. You are part of the problem. And I'm like, mm-hmm. excuse me, please. You know, like, uh, I don't think so, but she was there to like, 
you know, she's like, I love you. And if you want things to change, then you need to change. And yeah, so she totally just, um, you know, was able to lovingly, but very sternly kind of give me the, the real truth and the, you know, the tough love. Yep. And I feel like a little shout out to my co-host here. I feel like Spice is um, an amazing friend and support that I've been able to connect with. And I never would have been able to connect with her if it weren't for this amazing community. So there's a little virtual hug for you, Spice. Oh, thank you. And, you know, when I say things like that to you, you get like all squeaky and weird. because <laughs> I am so bad at taking compliments. <laughs> yeah. Caitlin does not Aww. like us. Yeah. Caitlin does not like it when anyone says like nice things to her. Like she she gets like super uncomfortable. Because sometimes we'll have a meeting, we call them meetings, but they're really right. just us talking on the phone, like when one of us is in traffic or something. Right. And, and, um, and we're like on a date and we'll have like a sappy moment, like where we can't believe that we get to be co-hosts of this show together. And we're so like, we can't, Aww. I know. And, um, and it's really, it's just, and I, I don't want to, um, you know, I don't want to talk too much about this, but I really feel like that at this point we we have to just remember that when there is drama in our lives or when there is drama in this community or when we're feeling it on a personal level for whatever reason because i feel like you know we talked for a few minutes a while back about how our weeks have been mm-hmm. this has been a particularly drama filled difficult week for me Um, you know, with the announcement that we made earlier in the week about, you know, Hello Happy coming to an end and things like that. And it's just the outpouring from the community has been amazing. And everyone has been super sweet. And everyone has come out and said, you know, you need to take care of yourself and self care is the most important thing. And I am so appreciative of every single DM. So if you sent me a DM, and you were saying, you know, take care of yourself, then thank you. I love you and I appreciate you and I see you. So I appreciate that. But one of the things that we have to remember, and I was telling Caitlin, is that this is going to be short-lived and is not going to last forever. Yep. And we have to just let things ride out and go away. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just like with all the drama that pops up, that's exactly yes. how it is. Just like when we yeah. were in high school and there there's a rumor or something that comes out like a few days later, something else happens that everybody starts to discuss. And, yeah. you know, this is not the end of the world. It's not that big of a deal. Life will move on. Right. And, and just keep it positive. Put your positive just, pants on. Why? When, when mm. I wear pants, Caitlin, <laughs> make them positive. Positive they pants are positive only. Pants. I only wear positive <laughs> pants because that podcast was amazing and it was an amazing experience and I will miss it. And I love my co-host and everything is going to be great for her. And I look forward to see what she does in the future. And I, I know that she feels the same way about me. So it's just, you know, there's no reason for anybody to be, you know, up in our DMS trying to stir things up, but yeah. that is what happens mm-hmm. when there are what, you know, a bunch of women in a community. And when we get back to that question of, is it easier to raise boys or girls? I <laughs> used to, before I was a, a mother, I hated that question because I felt like it was sexist. You know, yeah. I felt like, like, you know, like, well, obviously there's no difference. Like they're both going to be different and they're both going to have their challenges. Um, 
But, you know, as a woman, I know what kind of challenges my daughter is going to face. Yep. Yeah. And I don't know what kind of challenges my son is going to face because I did. I've never lived life as a as a boy or as a man. I feel like that for me, it is going to be more difficult for me to raise my daughter because I already know what she's going to go through. Yep. And, and it's you a know, little bit like looking in a mirror sometimes. Yes, like, it definitely hey. is. Yes. <laughs> and to say I would almost rather raise boys is because I know how hard it's going to be. And I know how hard, you know, it is to be a girl in the world. And, you know, just yeah. it's not not to say that I would prefer one or one over the other, because I my daughter is. When I found out that I was having a girl, I mean, I was <laughs> over the moon. I was so, I mean, you should have seen her nursery. I mean, it looked like, <laughs> I mean, my son, like I put some Snoopy and some baseball up and I was like, all right, so here we go. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, when I found out that I was having a girl, I was so excited. I was like, yes, I'm going to get to have this little mini me. Well, I did not realize what I was, <laughs> what, what, you I were was asking for. what I was asking for. She's been like the challenge of my life, but she's awesome. And, you know, like you said, I would probably be better at raising like a whole horde of boys. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it's also, it's, you know, some of the, sometimes the hardest challenges in our lives or the things that are a little more difficult can be very rewarding. So oh, yes. it's not even like, do I, would I want to, I think being a parent, there's less drama like a lot of times with boys, but um, you know, and I have a very close relationship with my son, um, a very close relationship, but at the same time, but there is a mother daughter bond. And so um, yeah, it's just sometimes those things that are, that can be, challenging really are rewarding it's not that you wouldn't want to it's just like when you're probably being you know when you real being real with it and you said you know what women face what what um just in the community of of other females uh, and also you know I mean as a businesswoman and I mean I've been in situations where um, my brother, who was not an owner at the time, one of the co-founders, was given a lot more respect in business meetings because he was a man. And I'm saying, I started this thing, my mom and I, two women right here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so even just you just know um, that we face challenges sometimes that are a little bit more difficult being a woman in business. So um, you do know what your daughter is going to face a little bit yes. more readily yeah. than your son. But people don't even believe that that happens. Like people oh, don't, is. you know, and it does happen. It happens in education. I mean, yeah, I, for sure. I, I totally see the teachers at my school that are male teachers get away with things that women teachers can't and say things that women teachers can't and have different kinds of evaluations. And, you know, and but when we talk about those kinds of things. It's uncomfortable um, for people. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. very uncomfortable to talk about those kinds of things. I, I do know kind of what our daughters will face. And I just have to say, in setting up you being on the show this week, I was emailing with Kayla. And I have to say, you must be extremely proud of her. Oh, thank you. I am. Um, because she is very professional. And when she she accidentally like autocorrected or misspelled my name. Oh, yeah. She told me. I know. And she, and she emailed me like immediately and she was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, it's totally fine. But it was right. so nice of her because people misspell my name all the time and they mm -hmm. just let it go. 
And, you know, it's no big deal. Like, I'm never upset about it. It's just, you know, and I bet people misspell Caitlin all the time, too. Right. Everybody oh, thinks yeah. Caitlin has a K. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, you, your Stephanie is spelled pretty standard. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, um, you know, Leanne can be spelled in about 15 different ways. Yep. And Caitlin can be spelled in about 15 different <laughs> ways. But, you know, it's just, it was so sweet for her uh-huh. to email back immediately and say, oh, my gosh, my phone messed up. And I, I know how to spell your name. And I was just like, you are so adorable and have obviously been raised right. Oh, um, and, I, and I don't say that just because I know your mom, but I was trying, <laughs> I was trying so hard to also be professional and not say, Hey, I want your mom to be on the podcast. Right. <laughs> I thought that that would be weird. <laughs> you know, she has, a, she does have a, um, like when she's at work, she'll say, you know, sometimes, most of the time she'll try and like refer to me as Stephanie. Like yeah. okay, I've checked with Stephanie and she goes, it's so weird because she goes, I just don't want to go and go like, Hey, my mom has this request, you know, or, um, <laughs> cause we work so closely together. Um, and especially now we're even taking even a closer role, um, as she works on some future projects with me. Um, but yeah, so she does try and, and, you know, keep it professional and she's very, she is, she is very professional. And I'm very proud of her. And, um, it was quite a, a revelation when, and so nice when, I don't know, it was several years back, but where she just said, you know, oh my gosh, mom, I'm so sorry. I was such a handful. Um, oh, and that's you so know, sweet. she's like, I just, I really challenged you. And I said, you know, that's okay. That's I'm your mom. That's what I'm, that's my job. My job is to, you know, to teach you and to have you grow up to be a, you know, an upstanding good person and of the community and in the world. And I go, and I'm, I'm so proud of her. And I told her that. And so, and it is, it's nice to see her, um, you know, at work and working side by side with us. And, you know, we, I grew up in a um, family business and have one of my own. And um, so many people say, you know, it's gotta be so hard working with your family and your husband and your children. And I'm thinking, you know, it has its really weird nuances from time to time, but that's kind of really what I know. In fact, my husband um, retired as our CEO this year. And, um, you know, people that always say, oh, my God, you see your husband every day and you work with him. And I'm like, yeah, that's actually all we've known in our relationship. And once he retired and I was going to work, I'm like, this is weird. It's just weird for me. So as a family, we are really, you know, used to working closely with each other. And it's going to be weird one day if we don't, you know, my son actually moved on. He worked at the company as well. And he's moved on um, to start his own business. And I'm extremely proud of him too. But I'm like, I felt like it had been like a year since I had seen him and it had been like a week and a half. <laughs> it's like, oh, what are you doing? Hi, I miss you. <laughs> oh, I think it will be wonderful to work with my family. Totally. Oh, yeah. it's great. Yeah, Yeah, let's switch gears a little bit because I know that you've been working on something really cool, Stephanie. I saw in your stories that you are putting out a podcast. So I was wondering if you wanted to share a little bit about that with us here today. Yeah, I would love to do that. I have been obsessed with podcasts for quite a while now. And um, I kind of had this like joke because I would say I would, you know, in a conversation and I would say like, oh my gosh, I've been listening to this podcast. And they're like, yeah, we know. Like there's a lot of people that weren't <laughs> listening to podcasts. And I have about a 40 minute commute each way to work. And so that's a great time for podcasts. And um, and so a couple different people had said, oh my gosh, you should start your pod- I know, your own podcast. And I thought, oh my gosh, when am I going to have time to do that? I don't have time. And 
And then with this new role, I actually have been had some time that was freed up. So um, we started looking into doing a podcast and I had a brainstorm of, okay, if we were going to do one, what was it going to look like and what were we going to talk about? Because I wanted to make sure I at least just had this like whiteboard of ideas. So we weren't going like, okay, great. We have five episode topics and that's it. And now we're like kind of dried up. And so we, oh my gosh, Kayla, my daughter, Hannah, who works in our marketing department and I just sat down and brainstormed and we filled this like eight foot whiteboard and we're like, yeah, I think we have enough. I think yep. we have sufficient topic material for, um, for a podcast. And so, um, the, so we're going to be starting, it's called plan a happy life. It will be coming. Um, I think it's going live like mid November. Um, that's nice. how, you know, we got to get it, make sure since it's our first one that it gets up. So we don't have a an exact date, but I think mid November or sooner. And Kayla is my co-host, <gasps> uh, which is yay, super exciting. Yay. So yeah, that's, that. that's perfect. We wanted, oh yeah, we God. wanted to be able to have, and we obviously like when you have conversation, you have to have it flow pretty naturally. And we wanted to have real conversations about the things in our lives that, you know, the things in our lives that bring us happiness and joy. We wanted to focus on that and talk about you know, how do you just soak all that up and how do you live that happiest life? But we also wanted to talk about things that stand in our way, um, like depression and anxiety and, and, you know, maybe friend friendships that have gone awry. And we wanted to be able to sit down and give people the opportunity to hear about those things and then create a toolbox of, you know, for, for different coping skills. And how do you do that in life? Because, you know, happiness is such a, it's people have like, some people have this like happiness. That's great. You're really kind of just like, like, it's not even that it's that important. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. not everybody needs to feel happy all the time. And I never saw it like that to me, a happy life and being happy just means living in joy, living in a content, a state of contentment and well-being where you just feel like I'm in the right place. And it doesn't mean that like everything's perfect. And it doesn't mean that you're going to have positive emotions all the time. But it means like overall, you have a happy life. Overall, you are searching and you know what it means for you to be happy. Um, and and I think that that's something that we're responsible for and nobody else is responsible for our, for our happiness. But to me, it means like um, the difference between defining realistic optimism and just somebody who is just like delusionally optimistic. So for <laughs> me, like I, cause to me, I'm like, uh, I am when people say, Oh, I, I'm not an optimist or a pessimist. I'm a realist. Yeah. Um, and I think well, I'm a realist too, but I proceed with like with optimism. So I am not the person who thinks, you know, you have just like this crappy life, right? And so everything's just falling down and you don't go, nope, everything's good here. There's nothing wrong. Um, <laughs> to me, that person is delusional. Um, that's not optimism. Um, and that is just somebody that's just in denial. And I've been there before in my life, so I'm very familiar with this state. But um, now what I think um, where I definitely want to be and where I think I am now is as a realistic optimist, which is, um, you know, taking uh, uh, something like that, where maybe the walls are crumbling down and say like, you know, I know life is hard right now, but I know I can get through this. I know things will get better. And I'm just going to try and focus on what I need to do next. And I, you know, you kind of proceed with, with faith and hope and, and knowing that things will be okay. 
um, and living in gratitude when you're, when you're in the good times. So that podcast, so plan a happy life will be about what does it mean? What kind of a happy life do you want? And let's talk about all the things that are standing in your way and how to deal with them and all of the things that you can just, you know, bask in the joy. So, um, I'm really excited about that. And I'm just honestly, the way you guys do this, it has been a learning experience for us. Um, people say, oh yeah, it's easy. Everybody does podcasts. And I'm like, yeah, the talking part is easy, but (sighs) oh my goodness, there's so much to learn. Um, did you find, you know, a podcast network to host you or, I mean, or did you guys choose a place to keep, like, what did you, what was your process like, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, not at all. The, the biggest thing, like, I mean, the name of our company is me and my big ideas. So usually when I go into a project, even like the podcast, I'm like, I have all of these great ideas, right? And I'm just kind of stuck, like, okay, now what? And so we were really fortunate enough, our, um, our CMO, who was my replacement in the executive world here at, uh, at the company, um, had worked with a podcast producer who was able to come work for us um, just temporarily, just as a contractor um, and help us. Cause I said, they talked about distribution. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know what I don't know, oh. you know? And so um, she was able to work with us and say, okay, Hey, here would be the run of the show based on what you've told me that we did a competitive analysis on, because I don't want to be white noise. I didn't want to be white noise in the planner space. Um, if I couldn't offer something that was unique, then why just copy what everybody else is doing? Um, so it, there are a lot of podcasts about happiness and I wanted ours to be different. So, um, so what she did was basically step out. This is what you need to start. Here's who would be working with our distribution so that basically all we would need to do is then, you know, upload our audio files once we have them and they would handle the distribution. So, um, so that it's been very nice to have somebody to guide us that way. And then internally just trying to figure out, you know, okay, where will we host the show notes? Will we have a, a URL? Will we have a social, you know, network for it? Will we do an Instagram and then who will design all that stuff? Because I have a job and I don't have time yeah. to do all of it and a personal Instagram brand that I'm, you know, all of this we're trying to juggle and I want to do it justice. So, um, working with this, with this producer has been really helpful, um, for us to figure it out. But even Kayla and I sitting down to record, um, we have a brand new studio that's basically, it's really a small, um, office space that has like a warehouse that we have now turned into a photo studio. And it has a room that we will dedicate to podcast recording where hopefully I won't have to like wait for the leaf blower to stop, um, (laughs) which will be great. But for right now, we're doing it at my house up in an extra bedroom and even just connecting two mics when we're trying to record our trailer in the first episode just so we can get it up um, was like it took us. I swear it must have taken us like an hour and a half and thank God for Kayla. Cause she's like, okay, well we're just going to hook it up to garage band. We'll do this. We'll watch this YouTube tutorial to figure out how to get the two mics. And I'm thinking, Oh my God, I don't know that I've ever felt older in my life because it's I'm hard. like, it's just not hard to, to do. do. <laughs> it's hard. There's a, yeah, there's a lot, Yes, but it's been exciting. I think that's the part of me that, that wants to keep going because it's kind of like starting a new business. It's a new piece of our business, but it's like, the excitement that gets me going as an entrepreneur is what makes this, it's like trying to figure this out exciting for me instead of going like, yeah, that's too much work. I'm not interested. 
I just want to like do it more. I want to find out more. I want to like, okay, great. And then once we conquer it and we're like, oh my God, we listened to the first episode and I'm like wanting to cry because I feel like I just gave birth, you know? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And that's why you, and see, and you'll understand once that first episode comes out, why leaving Hello Happy was so difficult for me. Oh yeah. Because it was very much like I had given birth And, you know, when it comes to, you know, your mental health, you to be able to step back and say, you know, this is not something that I can do anymore. Yeah. Um, You know, to be able to kind of take ownership of your of your mental health and know, you know, your limits um, is it was it was very it was very hard for me. And um, I, I have to say that happiness was was definitely something that played a big role in that. And, you know, what you said about how no one else is responsible for your happiness. Right. I am responsible for my own happiness. So there's no reason for me to stay in a situation or in a place where I'm not, you know, fulfilled or happy or whatever. Right. And, um, I have to say that I don't know of a podcast Except for maybe the one about the office, the office ladies. <laughs> oh, podcast. so good. My gosh. I love yes. That. that I am as excited about as I am this one. Like we are, the, the community is waiting with bated breath. <laughs> I know. I can't wait. Oh my gosh. Well, that's been probably the biggest challenge for me is because in addition to being somebody who's been just kind of naturally a people pleaser, I'm also naturally a perfectionist. And that has, that really stops me up a lot. Um, and I just have, I work so hard to, you know, embrace the perfect is, or done is better than perfect. So even in my head, it says perfect is better than done. Um, and so getting started, <laughs> no. like, I just, I'm like going like, Oh no, we want to, let's do that again. Let's, Oh gosh. Oh, is it going to be right? Maybe I have better idea. Maybe. And so Katie, who's, um, who's my new counterpart now at work, she's like, she just says, it doesn't need to be perfect. The next episode will be better than the next episode will be better. And the next one, you guys just have got to get on the roll, like stop trying to make it perfect. And I'm thinking, yeah, but people, what if they listen and then they go, oh my God, this isn't what we wanted. And I just, I feel that pressure and I know what I want it to be, but having it be this new thing, you know, there's something to be said, like when you start something in anonymity or you're going like, Hey, maybe no one will ever hear this. It's like, actually, if nobody's like immediately is expecting anything, everyone's expectations will only always be better than what they expected because they expected nothing. And so um, that's been really kind of a difficult pill for me to swallow with a lot of things where when people are like, oh my gosh, we have these great expectations. It's such a blessing because you have an audience, you have a platform. But at the same time, it's like, I have to get out of my head and go, well, I just need to do the best job that I can. I need to be, you know, and I, I do this with myself all the time. I call it kind of like just, I need to do a gut check because if I am doing the best that I can and I'm being honest and, um, and hardworking and dedicated, then that's the best I can do, you know, and I can learn from it. I can move on if I need to, I can make changes if I need to. And that's where I kind of have to start to like, I want to hear the feedback from people. Um, but I just need to, I don't know. I'm, I'm at that point where it's like, I used to love so much just like reading every single comment about everything. And now I have to shield myself a little bit. Um, especially when I know like at this, where you feel pretty vulnerable, um, and say, okay, what, what, what can I take? Because, um, I'm so excited about it and I feel literally 
like I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve. I know I'm not literally wearing it on my sleeve, but um, um, I just feel like this is a passion project for me. This is not about, um, it's not about making money. It's not about, um, it's not about PR and getting our name out there. Anything more than wanting to empower people to live a happy life. And that's just because I've been in situations in my life, several of them, where I have felt like, oh my gosh, you know, being able to have the tools of knowing how to, you know, define happiness for ourselves and knowing that you don't ever have to dwell in the difficulty. It's changed my life and it's allowed me to, to blossom and grow. And I've seen people who don't have those tools and I just want to sit down and go, can we just talk? Let's just talk as friends and say, you don't have to sit in your misery. Like I know you, you might be miserable right now, but you know, there's, there's things that you can do and there's a mindset that you need to, to, to take on in order to hardwire your brain for this happiness. And it actually can happen. It is a thing. There's science behind it. And in doing all of my research for our podcast, I'm like just obsessed with positive psychology and the science of happiness. And there's so much data about how positive um, mindsets can really alter your life. So I'm just like, I'm, I'm excited. All I want to do right now is record podcasts. (laughs) So when (laughs) I actually have, you know, a deliverable from my actual job, um, it's really just gets in the way, to be honest with you. (laughs) No, all, all we want to do, all Caitlin and I want to do is talk to each other and record this show. And record YouTube um, videos. <laughs> well, yes. And now, and you know, now that I am starting to get more comfortable with my YouTube videos, I'm starting to get a little bit crazy about doing that too. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So happiness research. Have you, have you encountered in your research, Sean Aker? Yes. Okay. So I'm a little bit obsessed with his Ted talk. Ooh. Oh, I haven't seen the Ted talk. I have both of his books. Okay. Um, so I have his books too. I mean, he may have more, but I have two of them. Okay. Well, I have two of them. I have two of them too. Yeah. And they're, they're in my iPad. So I haven't, I haven't read them in their entirety, but I have them just because I'm a little bit obsessed with him. Um, so. Um, he's good. He's good. Okay. So he has a Ted talk that is very fast. He talks very fast. Um, and maybe, I don't know if there's some kind of, I don't know. I'm not one of those like super trendy people that knows about Ted talks. Me neither. Um, <laughs> um, Caitlin, do you TED Talk? Do you know about this? I do love a good TED Talk. There are some of my favorite TED Talks with teachers that talk about things right before the school year. And so I always watch those at the beginning of the school year to get all psyched up. Okay, oh, so do they, do they make you feel like really good? Because the ones that I've seen have made me feel really good. Yeah, like they that, either yeah. make me feel really amazing or I'm like crying listening to their story. Like, oh, okay, one or okay. The other. <laughs> all right. Well, the one that Sean Aker does has to do with happiness and um, it has to do with it. Stephanie, you've got to find it. Um, and listeners, I'll try to link it somewhere that you can find it too. And I don't know, cause you know, we're doing such a bang yeah. up job with that Instagram. Um, <laughs> I know we're failing hard <laughs> at that Instagram. We really are. Like if there's anything in this um, journey that I've failed at more, it's the spice chaos Instagram. Like we have just, we've got one post up there, Stephanie, and you are our 10th episode. <laughs> we have one one Instagram post. You know, sometimes um, you just gotta, you just gotta like, you know, roll with it. You just pick and choose like what, like what's important. But he talks about 
all of these things that you can do to kind of rewire your brain. Yeah. And I start my students in my classes out every year with this exercise where I show them his TED talk. And then we do a warm up every day before we start class where they are to do one of those things on his list of things that, you know, to rewire your brain. Yeah. And I've had so many of them say this genuinely helped me because one of them is just writing down three pieces of gratitude every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he says you only have to do it for 21 days for it to start actually making you more happy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. For me, I've continued it way past 21 days. I do a spread in my happy planner every single week that is specifically for gratitude. And um, it's my my favorite spread to decorate every week because there's not going to be plans on it. So I can really just go ham with the stickers. Like I, as long as as there's room for the three pieces of gratitude, then it doesn't matter, you know. Which layout do do you use for that? Um, I'm in the Amy Tangerine. Oh yes. Which is <laughs> my favoriteest planner that I think that I've ever had. And every time I look at it, I just get happy. Like She's I get so pretty. Yeah. It's just, so yes. Colorful. It is. But every sticker matches it. <laughs> Ooh, oh like yeah. It's, it's like no matter what kind of spread I make, I can't make one that doesn't match it in some way. So even when I put together like a fall spread, like even the fall spread with the rainbow, just it worked for me. I don't know if it worked for others, but I didn't care. Yeah, um, no, yeah, yeah. And then another one is journaling. And when you journal, you write down um, one happy thing that happened to you. Like you make your mind remember one happy thing that happened to you that day. And you kind of force your mind to remember it. And that when you make your brain like relive it or remember it, it kind of releases the chemicals that happened at that time or something. But anyway, doing those things. And there's some others that now I'm, you know, can't remember, but right. um watch you should watch this TED. it's funny it's got some little funny things in it but it yeah, has I'll to do check, with i'm gonna have to check that out too yes but it has to do with um making making students more successful and that's why they showed it to us before school year started and then i just became like very obsessed with it but um you know i i've been wanting to ask you and i think there was some live that you did where i was like you should watch the sean Aker ted talk but you know when you're in a live and it was like five thousand oh yeah <laughs> So fast. I know. Um, so, I, and I won't try to like step on your happiness toes because I know that if you guys have got like a ton of stuff planned, like I cannot wait to hear everything that you guys oh, have to no. say. I mean, honestly, um, I would, I will shout it from the rooftops because all I want to do is because there's so much, there is so much, much research and data. And actually, I think he, I think Sean Acor is, um, was either a colleague or a student of, um, Tal Ben-Shahar, who is the book that I'm reading right now, um, it's called Happier. And mm-hmm. he was the Harvard professor that taught the one of the at that time, it was the most uh, popular class in Harvard's history. And it was about it was on the science of happiness or positive psychology, because he was thinking, hey, so many um, students right that are at Harvard, you are at the most elite university ever, you should be mm-hmm. happy. And they were miserable and depressed. And so he taught this class. And it was basically like, how to be happier. And I believe that there's there's a connection between the two of them. Um, and so when you when I read these things, I think it's so true, because, you know, there's actually science behind something they say, 
uh, neurons that fire together, wire together. So, you know, when people say that, like, if you go out into the world and you think the gratitude really comes around when you think, okay, if you're out there looking for things to be grateful for, because you know, you have to write them down, um, you're going to be looking for things that are, are, you know, that you have blessings in your life. If you go around and you wake up in the morning and you think, you know what, this day is going to suck because the world is out to get me. You walk around and you, you hit a red light and you hit the next red light and you go, see, you know what? And then I I see, I can't Mm -hmm. even make, you know, all the red lights. You are out there looking for things. So what you're doing is you're teaching your brain to say like, look, the world is against me. See, it's negative. See, it's negative. Um, and so you can actually train your brain to think more positively. And when you do that, there's all these, you know, hormones and, and things that get released dopamine. And even they say smiling, when you use the, the muscles that make your face smile, um, you're releasing different hormones that are positive hormones. You know, again, I'm not a scientist. Um, and I don't have this in front of me, but it's fascinating to me, somebody who doesn't study, um, but I'm more of, of an observer of, you know, life and what has worked for me and think, Oh my gosh, this does work for me. There's actually science behind this. So, um, so he is, he is great. Tall Ben Shahar is a good one. So I'm going to, I'm going to look though for that Ted talk because that would be really, I think, interesting to watch. And happiness, even in like relationships, I think is important. Like Brian, my husband and I got into this like place where we were just like super like bickering and just like, you know, probably like six or seven years of marriage, just like in that thought where, you know, you love each other, but you get real annoyed real quick. Um, So we forced each other to every night before we went to bed, we'd have to give each other a compliment. So we'd have to say one kind thing to like get back into that positive mindset. I love that practice. Like how nice and kind and reassuring you know, like mm-hmm. it's one thing to say, I love you. Like, okay, yeah, I love you. Give each other a kiss. Good night. Right. <laughs> it's another thing to actually think about, you know, a compliment. Mm-hmm. That's really sweet. I love that. Wow. Yep. So yeah, that's, that's we great. had to, we had to dig deep one year. We got kind of in the trenches <laughs> of marriage and we're like, yeah. fine, I'll give you a compliment. Fine. <laughs> Hold on. Give me a minute. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> I'll find something. <laughs> right. Exactly. I love the way you clear the microwave when you finish using it. Right. I love how you picked up your own socks. Oh my gosh. You picked up your own socks today. Thanks. Good job. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, so do you have, have you found that you have a hard time? I mean, you know, you're podcasting and, you know, you talked about things being perfect and everything and, you know, Caitlin and I have discovered that most of the time we just kind of talk to each other. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we talk to each other kind of all day. Like if we're not texting, then I'm like, can I call you? Or she's like, can I call you? And we, um, seriously, I use my texting device to call people way more now than I ever did. Now that texting we have, device. yeah, my texting device. Um, <laughs> yeah, my, I, I always call my, my students. I always tell them, I'm like, okay, you guys put your Snapchat machine down. Um, <laughs> Because this is my Instagram and texting device, but now I use it to call Caitlin. Like that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I use it for. (laughs) Um, So do you find that podcasting is easy for you? Are you guys having like an easy time? I know that you do a lot of public speaking at conferences. Do you, is it harder? Do you, do you get nervous before you do those conferences? I just, oh my gosh. Um, I used to be, it was kind of a joke because 
you know, I wanted to be behind the scenes forever because yeah. I'm just not really like this, like the, this, I'm not really comfortable in the spotlight. Um, and being the one that's out in front of things, um, mostly probably because I'm a perfectionist and I have grown up with a lot of insecurities. So if I don't feel like I look perfect or I'm saying the perfect thing, um, I'm very insecure about that, or at least I used to be. And I got to a point and I think age helps with this a lot, um, is I don't need to be perfect. And actually it's really stinking exhausting and I don't want to do it anymore, Um, there, I don't need to look perfect. I don't need to be doing everything right. I want to just be who I am. And in that's, I'm just going to shed everything else. And so, um, when we came out with a happy planner, I really felt strongly that we needed to have somebody who would present this as a brand more than just a product. And so my whole family looked at me and they were like, yes, we nominate you. And um, I'm thinking, you know, just (laughs) feeling in my stomach, like, Oh God, you mean that means I'm going to be in front of cameras and talking to people. And okay. I was so excited about this, you know, this product and the brand and the message behind it that I thought I'm going to do this because I think it's important. And so, um, you know, I, I went on, that was back in the day where like Periscope was a thing. And I remember Periscope. Oh my gosh, I remember it. I loved the Happy Planner Periscope. Oh my God. I loved it. And you know what I think what it did was it allowed me to just, I was more comfortable sitting in my office by myself talking to my texting device (laughs) and all of a sudden, but I'm connecting with people because I didn't feel the pressure at that point to be anything other than who I was. And, um, because nobody was sitting, staring at me, they were, but I couldn't see them. So it took that like fear away. And so I think, you know, after all this time I built confidence. And so starting with Periscope and then I got asked to do an appearance in a Michael's store in Northern California. Actually it was a series of like two Michael stores in a Hobby Lobby or something. And I'm thinking, yeah, okay, I'll come. And we get up there and there's like 20 people and they're looking at me like, okay, where's your speech? And I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to be prepared and speaking. Okay. And I just kind of went for it and I just started talking and it turned out that what I would think like, oh my gosh, I'm going to need to prepare a speech. The, The minute I have a script or something I think I'm really supposed to be saying in a certain order, I am a bumbling fool. I can't do it. I could never be an actor where you, you know, here's your lines, you got to act them. I started to realize that being prepared, I mean, I have to be prepared, but um, otherwise I'll ramble and ramble. But, uh, but I was just, just going up there and being myself was where I shined. And um, if I tried to force it too much, it felt forced. And um, so it's never come easy to me. I still get nervous every single time. But um, I just feel so fortunate to like have this platform where I can um, talk to people and connect about happiness and positivity. And so the podcast, when we started to decide how, what kind of a platform do we want to have, I said, I don't want to do it unless it's conversational because I'm going to sit there and feel like it has to be scripted and I have to, and very produced. That's not going to be me. You could just hire someone to read it. And I don't want to do that. I want to have real conversations um, because one of the things that I love to do more than even giving um, doing some sort of public speaking or giving keynotes is, and I love doing that 
is like the meet and greets afterwards where I get to just stop and talk to somebody. And I usually get like in, you know, quote unquote trouble by someone, usually Kayla, who's going like, move the line along woman, like, <laughs> let me go. I know you want to talk and hear this woman's life story, but like, and by woman, I mean me, she's looking at me going, mom, like, let's go. Um, I call her my handler. She's kind of like, okay, all right. Okay. You need to move on. Um, but I want to talk to everybody and like, I want to connect. I want to hear when someone says, I love the planner. This is what it helped me do. And this is how I'm working through it. Like I want to like really connect and and talk to people. And so whether we bring on guests or whether Kayla and I are talking about a topic, um, I think I could get over that fear of, I don't know, like just not being able to deliver by yeah. just continuing to do what I have found works for me, which is just having honest conversation and really just speaking from the heart. All right, everyone. Our chat with Stephanie was actually around three hours long, so we have decided to cut it into two episodes. You're going to get the second part of this episode on November 11th. I'm super excited. I hope you Yay. guys are too. Yay. Yay, me yeah. too. So we will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye, friends.